Hi, and welcome to another episode of Pasha. My name is Ines Kosana. Thanks for joining us. In today's episode, we talk to Jacinta Delays, a radio astronomer and a South African Radio Astronomy Observatory Postdoc Research Fellow at the University of Cape Town in South Africa. Using South Africa's powerful Meerkat telescope, two giant radio galaxies have been discovered. To start us off, Jacinta tells us a bit more about the Meerkat telescope. South Africa has one of the best radio telescopes in the world, uh, Meerkat. This is a an interferometry array, which means it's not just one big radio dish. It's actually split up into 64 individual dishes, and they are spread out over a region in the Karoo in South Africa. This creates a really powerful telescope that can that is very, very sensitive and can see very faint light. This is perfect for doing studies of galaxies and radio galaxies in particular. What is a giant radio galaxy? So a, a radio galaxy is kind of similar to a normal galaxy like the Milky Way, which has stars and gas and dust and dark matter and has a supermassive black hole at the centre. At the centre of our galaxy, the Milky Way, is a supermassive black hole called Sagittarius A star, which is millions of times the mass of our sun. So most galaxies have one of these in the centre, but sometimes gas and dust can be falling in towards the black hole. So the black hole is kind of feeding on this. And as this is happening, it's generating a huge amount of energy, lots of havoc. Highly charged particles are being accelerated to nearly the speed of light. So these are things like electrons. And they get caught up in the twisted magnetic fields surrounding the black hole. And when this happens, they go streaming off into space in like a big beam or a big jet either side of the galaxy. You can think of it kind of like a whale's blowhole sends out a, a jet of water. It's collimated in a, in a nice thin column at the start, but then it ends up in a big plume towards the end. And this is exactly what we're seeing from these big jets. So they glow but not in optical light, in radio light. We can see them with radio telescopes and we can see this big jetted plume structure with the radio telescopes. And when we see that, we call it a radio galaxy. And the biggest of those are bigger than 700 kiloparsecs across. And to give you an idea of scale, that's about 22 times the diameter of the Milky Way. So these things are huge. And when they're that big, we call them giant radio galaxies. On to the discovery of two giant radio galaxies. Why is this such an important discovery? We've discovered two of among the biggest giant radio galaxies. So these are actually bigger than 93% of other giant radio galaxies. These are a whopping 6.5 million light years across. So this would take light 6.5 million years to travel from the end of one of the jets to the end of the other. This is about something like 62 times the diameter of the Milky Way. So really, really huge. We found two of them and we found them within a relatively small patch of sky. As you look out on the sky, it looks like about four times the area of the full moon. That's roughly how big the area was that we looked at. But these things are, of course, very, very far away, and so we can see them fitting into this small area. These giant radio galaxies are really quite rare. So we found millions of these smaller radio galaxies, but only about 800 of the bigger ones, of the giants. And that means they're fairly rare. 
And that means that we really don't expect to find two of them in such a small patch of sky. And the fact that we did find two of them means that they're, they're probably much more common than we previously thought. There's probably many more of them out there. What does the finding mean for the future of telescopes and finding galaxies? Until now, we haven't been able to detect objects like these particular giant radio galaxies because the current generation of telescopes were not able to see things that were this faint but also this diffuse, meaning spread out over such a large area of the sky. And Meerkat is pretty much the first of its kind that is sensitive enough to detect this kind of emission, this kind of radio light coming from these galaxies. And so now that we have Meerkat, we can start to detect more and more and more of these. Uh, these were detected in a map of the sky, which was part of a survey called MITEI, the Meerkat International Gigahertz Tiered Extragalactic Exploration Survey. It's a bit of a mouthful, but M-I-G-H-T-E-E. -E. And so we're continuing on with this survey with the Meerkat telescope over another 20 times the size of the field that we've already looked at. And so we're hoping to find many more of these giant radio galaxies in that patch of the sky in Mighty. And this is also leading on to the Square Kilometre Array telescope in the future, which will be built partly in Southern Africa and partly in Western Australia. And this is going to be a enormous radio telescope, which is going to be so powerful that it may even be able to see so far away into space that it can see the very first stars forming after the Big Bang and everything and after that. So we think that this is going to revolutionise our understanding of radio galaxies and also of galaxy evolution as a whole, our understanding of how galaxies have changed and evolved over time since they were formed after the Big Bang until now. Can you tell us more about black holes and galaxies? A big reason why this work is important is because it's giving us clues to unlock the mysteries of galaxy evolution. So we don't really understand how galaxies have changed over the history of the universe and how they became what they're like today. We don't understand really why some galaxies are radio galaxies and others aren't and why some radio galaxies are smaller and why others are bigger. We think it's because that they're aging over time. So the supermassive black hole in the centre, it probably gets switched on by some sort of cataclysmic event such as the collision of two galaxies which sends in gas and dust spiralling in towards the centre where the supermassive black hole lives, providing it with this kind of food to generate the radio jets. And so the... The giant radio galaxies we think are the oldest systems where they've had enough time for the jets to grow out to these very large distances. So these are systems that have been having this havoc-inducing supermassive black hole activity going on for a long time. And what we think is happening is that this activity could be having a strong influence on the, on the central galaxy. It could even be, quote-unquote, killing the galaxy by blowing out all of the gas, which is going to prevent further stars from being formed. And so this galaxy ends up being what we call red and dead. So we think that the supermassive black hole, particularly when it's undergoing these huge radio jets, producing these huge radio jets, is actually wreaking quite a lot of havoc in the host galaxy. And so there's a close relationship between the supermassive black hole activity and how we think the galaxies evolve over their lifetimes. Telescope technology are helping us delve deeper into the world of astronomy. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Pasha, produced by Osea Patel. From me, Inas Kostana, goodbye for now.